You're listening to the Real Estate Insider Podcast, a bold look at reality, news, analysis, strategies, and opinions, direct from the veteran team at the Rain Research Institute, with today's host, real estate strategist, Russell Westcott. Hi, my name is Russell Westcott with the Real Estate Investment Network, and this is Building Real Estate Wealth, The Rain Way the interview series for sharing the behind the scenes stories for real estate investing success. This interview series is designed to provide you with the detailed insights, strategies, and inspiration to create a lasting legacy of financial independence. I'm glad you're here. And once again, it's time to build your real estate wealth. Today, our interview is with power couple, Sean and Danny Hayes. Had a blast doing this interview with Sean and Danny. They shared so many lessons about investing as a couple, investing while working a full-time job, and most importantly, how to have fun while building a real estate portfolio. Make sure you have a pen and paper handy as Sean and Danny share with you some incredible time management strategies. Let's get right to it. Please welcome Sean and Danny Hayes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network, and welcome to the Building Real Estate Wealth, The Rain Way. You know what? Today we have a dynamic power couple. And if you've ever come out to one of the wonderful rain workshops and you've met this power couple of Danny and Sean, you they leave a lasting impression. First of all, they're well-dressed, they're a good-looking couple, and most importantly, they're usually wearing cowboy hats, so you can't help but notice them. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the line, Sean and Danny Hayes. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Morning, Russ. Good. Fantastic. Awesome. All right, guys, before we dive into some of your backstories, which you guys have an incredible story that I want to share with people listening to this, is maybe before we do that, if you can maybe just give us a little background and a little context into um, how long you've been investing for, uh, maybe your niche type of properties that you buy and what your expertise is and, and where you live. For sure. So I started in 2010 in London, Ontario, actually. So I started in the student rental market there. Excuse me. Started in the student rental market there, and it was interesting. So then Danny and I, we met in university, moved to Calgary, and so now we invest in Calgary, sold our London properties, and now we specialize in legal secondary suites here. So that's kind of what we're doing now. Danny manages the properties. I'm a full-time realtor and just having a lot of fun here. When you say here, where's here? In Calgary. Okay. So in Calgary, when Sean was in student rentals in Ontario before, and then when we moved to Alberta, we joined Rain. And over the last four years since we've joined Rain, we've sold off the Ontario properties. We've acquired eight properties in Calgary, which we legalized all of them and duplicated into 16 doors. Nice. So four, about four years. Is that what, if I heard you correct, four years, 16 doors? 16 doors, four years. Yeah. Nice. Well, so it, was a, it was a slow start in London. It was, it was pretty rain. Didn't know what I was doing, made a bunch of mistakes. And looking back, wishing I had joined rain earlier. I'm sure a lot of members feel that way. It's yeah. so really joined rain in Calgary. It was um, a lot more traction, a lot more focus and definitely a lot more progress. You know, it's interesting you say that. It's one of the comments we get about a lot of RAIN members after they've been members for about two, three, four years ago. I can't believe how much uh, 
money we left on the table and how much uh, learning we left on the table by not joining Rain sooner. So, so that's a fantastic lesson that you uh, just shared with everybody there. But before we, um, so thank you very much for setting that context of, of, of where you're from. But uh, before real estate, um, I'm, I, I'd like to get into the, you know, a little bit of the human story, if you will. And, and I know, Sean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you were in the military before. And Danny, you, you're trained as a, as a nurse, are you not? You bet. All right. So, guys, you've uh, in started investing out back east in Ontario. You've been in Calgary investing, and you know you've got 16 doors in four years. But before that, Sean, you um, were in the military, and I would imagine there's been some stories and some lessons that you've been able to take from the military that have uh, served you well, you know, pun intended, uh, in real estate investing. So do you have any um, insights you'd like to share with everyone about uh, your time in the military and how that has helped you within real estate? So my, my time in the military was definitely interesting. I joined when I was 16 years old and in, a, in the Army Reserves when I was still in high school and I ended up going to university. And so I, about two years in university, I deployed to Afghanistan in 2006, which was an interesting time in Afghanistan. It was um, my company actually spearheaded the largest Canadian-led offensive since Korea. So it was a, was a messy time, definitely uh, uh, a lot going on. So that experience coming back to Canada, I was very grateful for kind of what we have and what we take for granted, for what we take for granted in Canada. And I was really motivated to finish up university and get out and, and go to work. So I ended up working on drilling rigs and I ended up making good money. And I realized everyone around me was just blowing that money and buying trucks or investing in other bad habits. And what I ended up starting was buying real estate. So I, I, I believe my time in the military and my experience overseas really made me grateful for the freedoms and opportunities we have in, in Canada. And I definitely took advantage of that with the, the uh, excellent job I had in oil and gas, being able to deploy that capital intelligently into real estate and, and make things happen from there. It also made me able to deal with adversity better that when things ever got tough or you know, I was hitting road bumps in real estate. I thought, well, I did survive this very difficult tour overseas. If I can do that, I think I can handle any obstacles that, that come up here in Canada. Yeah, I would imagine that uh, having that experience about being in Afghanistan and, you know, having people trying to kill you would kind of put things in perspective versus the down market that you might be experiencing in Calgary right now. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, what a wonderful lesson of just being grateful of, of things that uh, we do have. And, you know, I echo the, the comments about we're, we, we probably live in one of the greatest places in, in, on earth, and that's Canada. So well, I appreciate the insights into that. And really, one of the biggest things you got from that was just the, the ability for perspective, gratitude, and overcoming adversity, all incredible skills that real estate investors have. Now, Danny, it's your turn. You you um you're trained as a, a nurse, I believe. And are you still um, are you still working in that profession, or have you um, migrated over to full time real estate investing? And and how has your profession of being a nurse um, helped you within real estate investing? Well, you know, Russ, people with money, the banks, they like people with jobs. So I'm still doing nursing, so we could uh, qualify for the mortgages. So. You know, for the people who 
think that they're going to be a full-time real estate investor right away, they just should maybe talk to their mortgage broker or their mortgage specialist before they, they quit their job. So with nursing, nursing isn't what I wanted to do initially. When I was a child, I wanted to be a doctor. And then when Sean got back from being overseas, he recommended that I read this book, my first book on changing my perspective and getting into real estate. And that was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. So I realized that I could pair my nursing employment instead of becoming a doctor. I could pair my nursing employment with investing in real estate, and that would allow me more freedoms in life, more freedom from not having to rely on a job that I might work for until I was 65. So nursing has also, I have a lot of exposure to asking people a lot of personal questions and I use my nursing to advocate for people, to advocate for my patients. So it's helped me when working with my tenants, just getting those great relationships and getting, getting down to what's most important for them. I would imagine having a background in, and as a caregiver would, would give you a deeper level of listening and empathy for, you know, uh, potential challenging situations when you're dealing with tenants. Yeah, exactly. Right on. So I know you guys have both done a lot of uh, what I would call inner work. And uh, I know lots of people, you know, one of the greatest investments any of us could ever make is on ourselves. And I know we're going to talk a lot about real estate investments, uh, but more importantly than the house you buy or the suite or the unit, the most important asset is yourself. And maybe for the benefit of everyone listening on the line, I know you guys have done a lot of work uh, on trying to find your callings and, or, you know, your, you know, your intentions in life. And maybe if you wouldn't mind taking a little bit of time just to share with people, what, what makes you guys tick and what's your governing intention in lives? Sure. I can go at this. Uh, yeah. Again, this took a lot of work. This isn't something I just discovered on my own. I was working with people much smarter than me. So I realized, you know, what gives you fulfillment? And, and really, it's not money. It's not material things that give people fulfillment. It's, it's generally service of others or making, seeing how you make others feel or, or just seeing other people happy. But for me, what I've learned to get, that gives me true fulfillment is people being free and loving what they do. So if that's conveyed something I can help them with, or even just something I noticed that, you know, I noticed this person's free or they're loving what they do. That is what gives me fulfillment. So it's something I strive to align myself with daily, if possible. It's not an easy task, but it is something that I'm working on and work on with Danny and work on with my coaches still. And with my coaching clients, I, I work on trying to get them in touch with, you know, what gives you fulfillment? How do you want to leave people? So I feel that's really important and day-to-day and just being happy in general and, and moving on from there. Now, how does how does real estate align with that intention of, you know, happiness, fulfillment, and providing freedom for people? So for us, we can fulfill our calling with our, our residents or tenants in our properties. We can help them with that. For another aspect where I really see a lot of fulfillment is through coaching others in real estate as a real estate investment advisor. As a real estate agent, I can fulfill my calling that way and, and just trying to align uh, with that calling or just knowing that my intention with this relationship is people being free and loving what they do. 
my it's not my intention with this relationship is to sell you a house or to fill this vacancy or to just have you as a coaching client, right? So it's by aligning my intention with whatever tasks I'm doing in real estate is how I can get that fulfillment. And and I tell if you that what, communicates. Oh, 100%. And I'll tell you what, having um, a 100% alignment will actually get you top to bottom of, you know, providing the fulfillment and the happiness and the freedom will actually get better properties for you at the same time, as opposed to you're doing it on intention, as opposed to just, you know, ego and just build buying a property for buying a property. So well done for congratulations for doing that work. Yeah. And even with the, the, the acquisition side of the, the table, I think it's some people feel they just need to go out and, you know, sky's the limit, buy as many properties as they can. But if you slow down and look at that as is, is buying hundred doors fulfilling your calling or is that giving you fulfillment right so maybe two properties is enough for somebody I don't know you got to look at that and see what gives you fulfillment because you can build this big business this big real estate business and find out you're miserable and you just spent five years being miserable so I think it's really important too to look at that on the acquisition side Right on. Well, well said. Now, Danny, how about you? Um, are you, I know obviously you're in alignment with what Sean is talking about, but do you have a, your own unique calling that you'd like to share with everybody? Russ, I am like so excited to get in on this part of the conversation. And I did my work on finding my calling about a year ago. My calling also happens to be people being free and not necessarily loving what they do, but the intention of our business is creating awesome experiences. So one of the things that this has done for me in real estate is every opportunity that I have with one of our residents is an opportunity to create an awesome experience or provide freedom for them. So now when I'm answering emails, I'm answering the emails with how am I going to make this email an awesome experience for them? And sometimes it's just telling them my intention is for everyone to be happy. And having them come for the first day of move-in, asking them in advance what would make their move-in day great. I mean, the gift baskets are good. We use the gift baskets. But if I can get more personal and make that move-in day awesome for them, then I do that. So when they actually find out, the look on their faces when they find out that I'm actually going to stock their beer fridge with Budweiser, Pilsner, MGD, or some of the ones that our residents like, it's awesome. And then when you have a water pipe burst on the day of moving and they're consuming that beer while you're working that situation and fixing it like a boss, that's just amazing. Wow. So uh, I want to, I, I honestly want to rent a place from you after, after that <laughs> comes, comes with a beer fridge full of Pilsner. And does it, does it, does it come with a, with a half watermelon for when I'm watching my beloved Saskatchewan Rough Riders too? For you, Russ, yeah. All right. So we know that we know that Pilsner is Saskatchewan champagne. Well, well it, it so. is. It's, 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 it sells more than bottled water there. Oh <laughs> uh, well, fantastic. Well, here here's some. You said some amazing things, and here here's one of the things that I just really wrote down from that is really if if you treat your business about creating awesome experiences for people. And whenever you're filtering a tenant and you're putting people in, you're going to attract that, first of all. But you're going to create an amazing experience. You're probably going to have fewer tenant challenges. And that's one of the biggest uh, problems that people find when investing in real estate is they find the tenant relationship a challenge. But if you intentionally 
design your business to have incredible relationships or incredible experiences, rather, um, you'll have better tenant, um, better tenants your property and fewer challenges. So, well, bravo, you guys, for doing all that work. That It'll pay off in the long term, 100%. Thanks, Seth. Now, I know I asked uh, Sean a little bit about this, Danny, but why, why did you get involved in real estate? What's, what's the governing factor for you of, you know, if someone came up to you and said, you know, Danny, why, are you in, why do you invest in real estate? What's this, what's this all about? It was for freedom, for freedom from the job that I didn't want to have to work until I was 65, freedom to operate my own business the way that I want to operate it. And freedom to have some income so that I can do the things that I want to do when I want to do them with my family and friends. So freedom. Nice. And and that 100% aligns with what your your calling is at the same time. So top to bottom, yeah. everything, how real estate fits within your personal life. And that's a, a, a really good takeaway for people to have is don't just get involved in real estate um, just for you know, getting involved in real estate, get involved in real estate if it helps fulfill something that uh, is a governing intention within your life. So well done. So so sh- shifting gears here a little bit. Now, you both are, you know, we got the backstory and you're both, you know, Sean, you're, you coach people in real estate. You're a realtor. You have your 16 properties. Danny, you still work um, as a nurse and you manage all that properties. And I imagine just managing Sean's a, a handful in a full-time job at the same time. How, <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd be lost. I'd be lost without Danny Rush, to be honest. You, you mentioned earlier we dress well. Danny completely dresses me too, so... So, so Sean, so Sean, are you saying you have one of those magic closets too? That whenever something shouldn't be worn anymore, it leaves, and if anything new, if you need to wear something new, it appears in your closet magically too. Yeah, and, the, and magically everything's laid out in the bed in the morning for that for that day, and yeah, yeah, it's it's magic. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing on how having unbelievable partners in our life can can uh, can make things. Uh, so much easier in life, but but here here's what I want to get to. Here's here's the 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 crux of the question is you get so all that stuff I talked about. You guys are extremely busy. Um, how and what tips would you guys offer? Number one is how would somebody fit this real estate gig into a busy life? Is the first question, and then we're going to come back to is how do you work with a spouse in this business? So maybe we'll start with you, Danny, about how do you fit real estate into an already hectic lifestyle. Well, I don't know about everyone else, but for me, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen. So if, and it's getting aligned with Sean on his calendar too. So one of the things that we do is we use Outlook and we can view each other's calendars. Once a week, we'll sit down and we've been incorporating creative sessions. We've been incorporating, when are we going to have social time? When are we going to work? When are we going to walk yogi? All these things, right, that have to be done. So it's it's getting clear on what you have to do, what you actually should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, and then what you can train other people to do. And out of that, figuring out, okay, now what's going to go in my calendar? So getting clear and then following through with the calendar. 
Wow. So I guess we can term that lesson clarity and calendar all at the same time. And and I can tell you one hundred percent calendar. I can tell you one hundred percent when um when John and I were talking about just scheduling this, it was he, he did not pull the trigger and commit to anything until he had Danny's calendar open at the same time to just confirm everything. Because <laughs> if it ain't in the calendar, it don't get done, right? Yep. I think on that topic, Russell, when it comes to time and some people get in their own way. So they, they make excuses about they don't have the time, but are you tracking your time? You know, for one, do you really want it to happen? Cause if you want something to happen, you'll make it happen in my opinions. So when it comes to time management and fitting stuff in, a lot of times people are just getting in their own way because they might not want to do it. If that makes sense. So by, using a tool like a calendar and tracking your time, you can see where your time's going or where you can maximize your time. And then you can get into other stuff to time management, like delegating tasks or, or uh, figuring how to do things quicker. So I think when it, if you want to make be a part-time real estate investor, you can do it. You just need to be precise in the way you do that. And it does come down to really just prioritizing what's important to you. And if it's in alignment with everything within your life, it's actually quite an easy uh, commitment to make is just prioritize what's important. And you're doing the important work first. Right. Sean has a saying from the military that he likes, and it's the seven Ps. It's prior preparation and planning prevents, can I say piss poor performance? Well, you just did. Why don't you say that one more time? <laughs> say it one more time for me. I want, I want everybody, because everybody, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you should have a pen and paper. Let's put that out there right now. So if you don't have it, grab it. And Danny's going to share these. Is it the seven Ps? The seven Ps. Yes. Prior preparation and planning prevents piss poor performance. Nice. <laughs> I think we need to get a bumper sticker made with that one. Well done. Now, the second part to that question that I talked about is, I know there'll be a lot of people listening to this that um, that are involved in a team, a power couple like yourself, and whether your spouse is or isn't as actively involved or not, maybe you can offer some some guidance or some wisdom or some insights on how do you make this work as a couple and how do you work together as a couple in this business? Well, I guess wisdom, I, I don't know if I have a ton of that, Russell, but I can take a shot at this. And I, like, we've definitely had our bumps in the road. I mean, it's not, it's definitely a challenge working with a spouse in a business, but just like any business partner, if you just have complete transparency, honesty, and excellent communication, you know, definitely easier said than done, but those three things are going to help you tremendously, right? So there's uh, starting with the transparency, just open and honest about about everything in the business, including with, you know, what stuff you might not want to do, what's enjoyable, what's not enjoyable. Maybe you can make different things fit in different areas. Honesty, again, goes with that transparency. I mean, that you have to have honesty, and that goes, again, with the communication. Just set scheduled meetings where it's business meetings, period. You're talking business, and you're communicating about everything. You're keeping each other in the loop. You're consulting each other for decisions that have to be made. And being able to separate the business from the relationship is difficult. But with me being in the military, I'm working on it, but I'm, I'm still pretty blunt and direct because in the military, it's mission first. So there's no, it's like playing a soccer game. I'm sure you've heard this analogy. 
you're playing the soccer game, everyone knows the ball goes in the net. That's the goal. That's the mission, right? So with that in mind, that when you're going to reach that mission, you're not thinking about whether or not you're offending people or whether or not you're stepping on toes because everyone should be thinking about what's the mission and we're getting there. So just get all that other stuff out of your head and try to work to that goal. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I wrote down mission first. Don't take things personally. Yes. And in a, in a relationship, it's very difficult not to do that. Right. That you have to try and again, separate the two or, or just understand like this is we're working on our business now and we have, we have our business goals. Right. Yeah. And the other thing I wrote down here too, I think you're, you, you brilliantly described is essentially compartmentalizing things and know when you're, when you're in business versus in personal and separating the business from the personal. And that's absolutely key is that you have those clear defined intentions when you're having a communication with each other or else things bleed across both ways. If something's been unsaid. Right. In addition to those clear intentions and compartmentalizing things, for us, what's worked is having separate roles that fit our strengths and passion, like Sean said. So Sean oversees acquisitions, I oversee day-to-day property management, and we both take turns doing the project or doing the project managing for the renovation. And in addition to having our own separate roles that we play in the company, it's when there's things that are going to come up, adversities will show up. And mistakes are going to be made. So for me, I don't fight dirty. Fighting dirty is blaming. So instead of blaming, overcoming those mistakes quickly and dealing with those adversities in a positive manner is key to happiness while you're doing this business. Because why waste your thoughts on negative patterns of blame when you can put your mind to better use and generate a creative solution? So my point is whether or not you're a couple, when you're working with a partner in business, it's efficient to have separate roles. And when adversity or mistakes show up, you have a choice to make. You can choose to waste your thoughts on blame, anger, impatience, resentment, or you can better use your mind to create, cooperate, elevate. Now you can go have a tailgate. We got a football, football game <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> Back to the Pilsner and, and, and watermelon while watching the riders, eh? well done nice nicely nicely articulated now now you mentioned something in there about um um you know of when you do have a challenge or something an adversity uh what would you guys say maybe we'll start you first sean and danny maybe you can jump in to to fully round out the conversation about maybe what has some of the, been one of the biggest challenges or adversities you guys have faced uh within your real estate investing and and how have you got through it or are, where are you in the journey of it? I think, you know, one of the biggest challenges is just figuring out when is enough or what, how hard do we want to pursue that? Like I touched on earlier in discussing is a hundred properties going to make you happy, right? It's so easy to get on that mindset of just buy, 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 buy. Right. And, uh, So I struggled with that too, is, you know, I could definitely go out and raise all this money and buy properties, but is that going to make me happy? Is that going to fulfill me? Or is it maybe working with mostly our own money and doing it that way? Right. So I think 
I don't know if it's adversity or a challenge, just figuring out um, what's how many, what's the goal, how many do we want to achieve and why, you know, what's going to give us fulfillment. And that's something we're still kind of working through and uh, deciding kind of how to navigate that, that process. So for people just getting going, I think it's a, something it's not easy to get clear on, but it's important because it's going to keep coming up as you progress as a real estate investor. So it's not just about the number of properties you do it buy or invest in. It's about the, the quality of the property and does it fit with uh, your, or, or is it aligned with what you're looking for out of life at the same time? Because, you know, I, I know, and quite a few investors who I've talked to sometimes of having a, a large, large portfolio is actually one of the things that they says has been their biggest downfall is, you know, building a portfolio without having the systems or the doing the work that you guys have done in the background has actually been very detrimental to uh, to the portfolio. So just buy one at a time, uh, just take the appropriate steps, get supported, get educated, and uh, lo and behold, you know, four years later, you now have sixteen doors. So well done. Now, Danny, how about how about you? Um, same same question. Have you? Is it the same type of uh, adversity that you've dealt with, or have you dealt with something different within the within your team? Overall, the adversity that I've run up to recently in the last year is identifying, knowing for myself that I want to fill my life with things that I love doing, and then in the business, identifying things that I don't love doing, and exploring different options. So that I'm loving everything that I'm doing about the business. So I hate having leasing calls and then showing up to the showing and only having 50% of the people show up. So I hired a leasing agent and I got a good one. So it's, yeah, finding out the things that either I don't like or I'm not good at and then exploring and having time to have creative sessions on how do I get through that or how do I do this differently? So you really look at every potential challenge or adversity or things that just aren't in alignment as an opportunity to elevate something or create something or or even get rid of something at the same time. Yes, getting rid of something. Oh, there we, you go. <laughs> I, I need to tame the, to tame the paper tiger. So there, I always have to tame the paper tiger because my desk is full of papers, but I'm looking at my desk right now and it's not full of papers. And I went paperless, and it's been amazing. Well, you're gonna have to come. You're gonna have to come talk to me about about that one. I, I, I it's it's one of those things. Is uh, one of the big lessons I've learned just recently going through an audit is you have to you have to make the commitment and decision either way. Either you go paperless 100%, or you go paper 100%. Being you know half pregnant is actually the the biggest downfall. <laughs> You can have as if you have something is digital, something's paper. It just creates a big, big schmozzle. So maybe Danny, we could have another follow up call, and you could just walk us through your your paperwork uh, or your no paperwork system, if you will. I would love to. I would love that. Nice. Um, so a couple more questions here before we do wrap up. Um, um, got one here that I just want to float out, and and either of you can answer this if if you will. And then I also want to dive into a little bit about some of the coaching and resources and education materials you guys have have uh, invested in personally. But if I was sitting here and I had a magic wand, and that magic wand just granted you a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account tomorrow, no strings attached, no nothing, you got a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account. Where would you invest that money? 
and uh, and why would you invest it, or you know what type of property, or what market, and why would you invest in that? Do you want me to go first, Dan? I I was going to go first. Go ahead. Go first. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you know, it's funny. It's you guys are both Canadian. We're we're all Canadians here. It's like you know, what's the definition of a, a Canadian traffic jam? As two Canadians come up to a door at the same time and go, "You go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry." <laughs> I just I want to. We haven't talked about. It. I want to hear Danny's answer because I think I'm going to surprise her with my answer. So. Oh, good. That, that, okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. I'm not ready. So so yeah, I'll go first. So I would take that money and I would buy a single family home in Calgary blue collar neighborhood about 10 minutes from downtown and I would suite the basement. Um, and that's what I would do with it. I would have two units. Two for the price of one. Yep. And, and things are on sale right now in Calgary too, aren't they? They have big sale here in Calgary. Right. So you're getting even more bang for the buck. So well done. Yeah. Sean, I want to hear the surprising answer. I, so do I. <laughs> so, and like this isn't, I'm not, when I was this answer, I'm not saying I wouldn't, I'm not for buying real estate in Calgary at all. It's just, this isn't my answer. As a real estate agent, you know, I'm not saying don't buy, but right now where I'm at, we're talking about growing portfolios, et cetera. If I had a hundred grand, I'd put it into commodities. I've been been networking with some people and I, I know they've been to rain too. And there's, there are some opportunities right now in that space. And frankly, Danny and I have been talking, we do need maybe diversify a bit out of real estate. So that, you know, if you gave me a hundred grand, Russell, I'll gladly take that if, by the way, well, if we can chat after maybe, but uh, <laughs> I, that's what I would do. I'd diversify into something else maybe right now, but um, with with that free hundred K. Three. Oh, wow. It's gone up to 300 K. Nice. No, with that free, free, oh, free <laughs> from you, from you, by well, the way. So. But that's just the way <laughs> you're, that's just the way your mind works. You're already multiplying that and it's also in abundance there. So I would be like, and it wouldn't be a long-term play and uh, it would definitely look to get a good upside on that money and then bring it back into real estate. So either into commercial or doing what we're doing right now in single family, because there is a tremendous opportunity right now. Nice. So it would definitely recycle back into real estate. Well, and then also, if you think about it, if you actually master the skills of raising capital, which we teach a lot of people uh, in Rain, and a lot of Rain members have learned the 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 arts of art and science of raising capital, you could take that that hundred thousand dollars, leave it in cash as a plan B, go raise three hundred thousand dollars from other people as in, as investors, and give them an incredible return on their money. So, so great answers both ways, guys. Well done. All right, back to the question about, uh, um, you guys have talked about you, you've taken coaching and you are, are good you are good coaches yourselves and you've also, I'm a firm believer in the best coaches are also people that are very coachable themselves. Maybe give people a little um, background and insight into some of the um, resources that you've invested in and the coaching you've done and maybe just some of the educational materials that you would recommend to people. If I start out from when we first started getting into real estate, I mentioned the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And that made me realize that I didn't have to be an employee. I could be self-employed. I could be a business owner or I could be an investor. That was one of my starting out books. And then when I joined Rain, the two books that I read and were really helpful to me were actually Russell Yours, the Real Estate Joint Ventures book and the Real Estate Investing in Canada by Don R. Campbell. So your book, I literally typed up everything that I would do in a joint venture with the three things 
that the partner would do. And I emailed that to the partner when the lawyer had an issue with, I don't know if this is a, a fair deal. And when I sent that email and that was clear for them, it turned into, okay, this is actually fair. Danny's bringing 100% of the deal and we're bringing 100% of the money, the capital. So that was really helpful. And The Wealthy Barber by David Chilton, he's just as hilarious in real life as he is in the book. So that one's just a good read for money. A lot of books. I also took a course on the Residential Tenancies Act in Alberta when I was doing the property management on our first property, and that was helpful. You have read the entire RTA? No, I took a course. Oh, course. Okay. Have you? Have you? That's. I heard it's a page turner. The entire. The entire RTA manual. <laughs> you know, the RTA is in a PDF online and it's searchable, so you can use that as a resource as well. Well, but here, excellent. here's the message I'm trying to get to is, you know, if somebody doesn't want to take the time to educate themselves on property management, you know, partner with someone like Danny who's taken a course, who's who's familiar with it, who knows where to find all the details and find all that information. Yeah, you'd be an incredible partner of knowing the intricate details of the day-to-day of property management and tenant management. So well done. I did, didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, how about other some other coaching and things, uh, resources you'd like to share with people? We've been doing training in the last year. So the last year has been very different where it's less focused on the specific education in real estate and the how-to and more focused on life and all-around balance and business within life. So we did training with Anarog from the Difference Engine, which taught me that I'm full of it and I don't know anything and helped me work on my calling and really helped me be a lot happier in what I'm doing. And a book that I read recently, a couple books actually, one is called The Four Agreements. And from that, it taught me to be impeccable with my word. It taught me to not take anything personally. It taught me to not make assumptions and to always do my best. And another book that I've read, I've just finished and I'm reading the second one is The Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer. Helps you get aware on your thoughts and really change things up that you have control to change. Same question to you, Sean, about some of the coaching and resources that you that have helped you within your investing and also and also life. Sure. So, first of all, I mean, Rain, everything Rain, Danny, and I try to go to. We've traveled all over Toronto, Vancouver, so we try to attend every Rain event we possibly can. And this is advice I've got from an old mentor when I was in university, and he said, like sometimes ninety percent of the battle is just showing up. So I found it's like if we show up to these rain events, not only do we get excellent information, but it's excellent networking and meeting new people and having fun. So definitely rain has been tremendous for us over the years. But recently, like Danny had mentioned, the the business slash life coaching has been good. So we also do weekly coaching with a great man named Alan Kahn. So in addition, we are coaching other people. We're also getting our own personal coaching weekly. So that one-on-one coaching I found to be very, very beneficial. But last two kind of things, I don't know if this really ties into the educational, but I mean, the tuition checks we've written to the School of Hard Knocks through action have been 
some of the biggest learning lessons over the years. So it's very, very important to, when you get all this knowledge to actually pull the trigger and do stuff because that's where you're going to learn the most and building a network of people to help you with those, those, uh, those tuition checks you're writing, I guess, is going to help. So not only with rain have we done a lot of networking, but I try to get out and meet all kinds of people. And when I meet them, it's about how can I be service to them, right? How can I help them and build a relationship and just have them in your network? So just having people to sit down with or call up and, and, uh, and talk to that can help you through problems or stuff that comes up. Great list. You know what? It's funny. I just uh, recently came across something that someone shared with me is, you know, building a, a network and building a community is literally the new currency of today's in today's marketplace right now. Those who have the largest communities and biggest networks um, have some of the most opportunity at their fingertips. So, so, so great list with that. Now, two, two final questions. Now, I'm going to, um, I'll start with you, Danny, with this one first, and I'm just going to paint the picture, uh, if you will. So imagine this, you, you walk into a room and in that room are four chairs and two of those chairs are, um, five year ago, Danny and five year ago, Sean sitting there before you started investing in real estate. And now with all the experience and the education and all the materials you've gone through and life lessons, you've come up to now. You sit kneecap to kneecap with five year ago, Danny. What message would you give to Danny about uh, what she needs to know before she enters this foray of going into real estate investment? I would say to that, Danny, find out your calling earlier. Know what it is and implement it. And you're going to be a lot happier throughout this whole process. And if she looked at you with a blank stare, what would your next question, what would your next statement to her be? I would say, just try being of service to others. It's really going to make you happy. Nice. Great advice. Sean, you're, you're sitting across the kneecap to kneecap with five year ago, Sean. And what advice would you give him before he dives into the foray of investing in real estate? I, you know, I, I've been trying to not echo everything Danny says, but I, I, I 100% agree. I'd say, listen, Sean five years ago, Sean, like really what's, are you getting fulfillment right now? What's making you happy? And, you know, try and get in touch with that and, and try to be at service of others. And it's not about money. It's not about, you know, what you can do, make happen. It's about fulfillment and fulfilling others, fulfilling yourself and, and just being happy. So pursue that, you know, in, uh, in, in detail back five years ago, Sean, I mean, we can talk, specifics on what career choices or what investing choices, et cetera. But I mean, that'd be a good starting point for the, uh, for the conversation and, and just, you know, continue the hard work. Cause like I said, 90% is showing up, but you still got to put in the hard work. And when you put in that hard work, great stuff does happen. And it's, it's about, it's really, really, really about, do you really want that thing? And I, and I find with, people that I'm coaching or even just finding my own blind spots myself, it's sometimes you don't want it. You think you want it, but you don't want it. So figure it out. Do you want to do that thing or not? And if you do go after it and make it happen and then just get clear on it, whether you want it or not. 
Wow. You could just rewind those two answers there back and just keep playing them back and forth and back and forth. So, so well done. You know, at the end of the day, it really does matter more about who you become in the process than the actual result of it in itself. So, so well done. So, so your, your five year ago. So, so were you guys married five years ago? No, no. So Sean, you'd be telling you, you'd be telling your five-year-old self is when you run into this Danny girl, make sure you, 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 you keep her. Right? Well, we're, <laughs> oh, we, we were, we were together. together yeah. Oh, you're yeah. together. Okay. I could have said, you got to pull the trigger, Sean. It's been a while here. But, yeah. <laughs> nice. So a couple final questions here, guys, and maybe I'll just put this one out to you, Danny, right now is um, twofold, if you will, is um, what do you guys need help with right now? And is there anything that uh, myself or or Rain or any of the team here can help you with that? One of the things, and I was talking earlier, Russ, about taming the paper tiger. And I just came up with this during our conversation, but I thought I've killed the paper tiger, almost. And I've become like the paperless tigress. So if anyone... <laughs> hang on, if, hang if on, stop. Has... Stop, Danny. Uh, Sean, if you got your phone handy or something there, make sure you're you're getting that web domain, paperlesstigress.com. <laughs> that's, that's a technical term too, Russell. <laughs> yeah, you can use that though, Russell. Okay, good. <laughs> so becoming this paperless tigress, and if anyone has any really great things that they use to go paperless, I would love to know that. I would also love to do some short, helpful videos for landlords and tenants on anything real estate related, whether it's going paperless or how to get your security deposit back, things like that. So if anyone has any help that they can provide doing videos, short videos with me, that would be awesome. Nice. Maybe we can talk a little further. I'm I'm in the process of maybe setting up a little, little studio and just kind of going through all the research process myself. So it's a definite interesting okay. world about video. Um, but hang on. One of the things that actually just spurred me, and we can have a conversation further about this. I'm actually crafting a future rain presentation called Real Estate Hacks about things nice. of, of ways that you can uh, put new shortcuts into the system that will hack the time, right? And so I'm looking for contributors and I'm just putting all my stuff in. And maybe it could be a, that could be a video series about called Real Estate Hacks or something. I had, Russell, it's funny you're mentioning that. I had a, I really want to do a presentation on time management. We were talking about that earlier, but just hacks of, you know, life hacks to save you more time. So I'd love to collaborate on I get I got some good stuff on that on how to how to hack life and you know what you can do to save time that way and and definitely nice. ties right into real estate. Nice. Looks yeah, like, I'm happy so. to be a female Tim Ferriss with you there. All right, nice. <laughs> so it sounds like we have. It's funny. Every person I've been floating the idea out to is going. Oh, I got ten of these. You know what? We maybe we could write a book about this. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. I'd love to. I mean, that'd be a great collaboration. I think we can all use more more of that in our life. So, so before we just wrap up here, guys, I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to just say how, how, how grateful I am of, of, you know, knowing you guys, um, every time I've ever had an encounter with you guys at a workshop, you, you both are just so full of life. Uh, you have smiles from, you know, brim of your cowboy hat to brim of your cowboy hat. And whether Sean is doing a, you know, a squat press with Danny over her head as, as part of his <laughs> CrossFit training that he's showing people <laughs> about that. It's just, uh, you guys are amazing people and amazing people to have within the community 
And as, as my mom from Saskatchewan said, if there were more people like yous around, there'd be fewer problems in this world. So I just wanted to acknowledge you guys both as being incredible human beings. Well, thank you, Russell. And definitely, I mean, you've been a huge impact and everyone at Rain, a huge impact for us. And I mean, we can't thank you enough for all the knowledge and giving that you have done to for us and everyone in the community. So thank you for that. Yeah, we're so grateful to have you guys and everyone. Yeah. Nice. Very good. Now, so uh, where can we find you guys? Do you live on any social media channels or is there any website or if anyone after listening to this wants to reach out and maybe uh, talk to you about maybe some coaching or maybe talk more about what Rain has to offer, if you will, uh, where's the best place for us to find you? I'm a big Facebook fan, so you can just add me, Danny Hayes, D-A-N-I-H-A-Y-E-S. And if you want to add Sean, well... You just see who I'm married to, and you can add them that way. <laughs> and I'm at uh, seanbrucehays.com, so S-E-A-N-B-R-U-C-E-H-A-Y-E-S.com. You can find both of us on the RAIN coaching side of the website if you're interested in coaching, or if you just want to reach out to us and chat, uh, you can find both of us on there. You can contact us through the website or through my website, so feel free to do that. I'm a, and I'm a realtor, so you just Google me. Sean says, I mean, I'm, I'm hopefully easy to find. Right on. Well, I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, I had a blast doing this. Uh, I, I can tell you, I, you probably can tell the amazing couple that's coming through uh, the line, just listening to their, their open hearts and their amazing um, stories. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, make sure you uh, stick around for continuing interviews uh, on this program. So it's Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network signing off. Bye for now. You've just listened to the latest Building Real Estate Wealth episode. And on behalf of the entire team at the Real Estate Investment Network, I wanted to thank you for your time. Feel free to share this episode with a family member or a friend and help inspire somebody in your life. If you're feeling inspired and moved by this amazing story and would like to author your very own real estate success story, I would like to invite you to take the next steps that are right for you. If you're not sure where to start, the following three steps will set you up on the pathway to success. First, Use a real estate investing system that has been tested in all market conditions. Next, make sure you surround yourself with like-minded investors. And finally, take some action. A membership within the Rain family will help you accomplish all three and put you firmly on the pathway to success. You can always go to raincanada.com or you can call 1-888-824-7346 to make sure that this is a fit for you or if you have any questions. Once again, Thank you for your time, and we look forward to helping you author your real estate success story.